which good teams are really good, which bad teams are really bad, which player performances are real and what's fake. It's a full real or fake podcast right now on the Locked On NBA podcast. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown NBA Podcast. It's right here in the Lockdown Podcast Network. Oh, we are here for you every Monday through Friday. Rotating hosts, that means on Wednesdays when it lands on us, we got it here. John Corrales of the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. Find me on Twitter at John underscore Corrales. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans Podcast on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, at Nola Jake. We get the, we get the most interesting nights in the NBA. Always get something. Even when it's nothing, we get something. Uh, it's election day. Hopefully, people went out and vote. I voted in my local. Uh, I did. Two, just two questions: one special election and one ballot question. But just filled in two circles, and I voted. Did my thing. So hopefully, people went out there and, and did that. These are important ones. These little ones in the middle are important. Uh, but the NBA does a nice thing. They just they don't they don't play on election day. So we came up with uh, we do our real or fake. Every every Wednesday, it's a thing we do in one segment. Let's do it for all three. All segments. the real or fakes, the whole real or fake, every real or fake. Uh, and today's real or fake is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet. That's a hundred and fifty bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com/slash/lockedon to get started. Third Nailed second. It. Thank you. Thank you. First try. Yeah. Right? Totally. No one saw the, the redo, no or, saw the redo. Or, me, or me reading our sponsors off a couple minutes in. Um, we'll do the players perform. There's Trey Young, uh, Julius Randle. What's real? What's fake with them? The Bucks and the Suns are struggling. We're going to talk about them in the second segment. But let's get to the top of the standings because it obviously it's early. All of this is the early caveat. We expected Denver and Boston at the top of the standings. Boston is five and one. Denver is seven and one. So when we play our game of real or fake, can we just say both of these teams are real, right? Everything. Yes, they're they're both very real. They're both very good. I expect these are going to be the one seeds at the end of the year in the respective conferences. Like I feel very confident in saying that. That is like this is the easiest real or fake we'll probably have. Yeah, I feel good about that. The Celtics, the team I cover. Just lost their first game to Minnesota. It took, I think it took a lot for them to actually lose that game. It was overtime. I mean, it was overtime. Anthony Edwards went crazy. No, no Derek White. Drew Holiday had a bad game. Corstaps Porzingis had a bad game. And they still went to overtime against the best defense in the NBA. So uh that that that's just a testament to how good they are. My my one concern about the Celtics is Porzingis' health, right? Like it almost feels like at some point he's going to miss time. As long as if that happens, I wonder how it might impact them a little bit. I still think they're really good. Sure. That's the one thing that I think is like my big concern about that Celtics team. That's really yeah, it. And I would say that the other concern is going to be their bench depth, which is, you know, that's something that, that the guys talked about yesterday on the show. Um, and it's something that we're, we're kind of watching here in Boston where they, Brad Stevens has tools to add a player, add a depth piece somewhere along the way. And I think he's going to do it. So I think Boston is going to get better over the course of the season. But like I said, against Minnesota, a lot of things went wrong and it still went to overtime. And Minnesota, we weren't even going to talk about them real or fake, but they're four and two in the best defense in the league. They've won three games in a row. I think they're kind of real 
in Minnesota too. I, I, I kind of believe in that. Um, in fact, I believe in it so much that I think Carl Anthony Towns might be a piece that they could move and kind of, they, they need to address something. And I tell you what, Carl Anthony Towns was one of Boston's best players in, in that game last night. So <laughs> I think there might be a decision to be made down the road in, in Minnesota there, but regardless, I think Minnesota is, is real. Um, and Boston is, is real as well. And so that's the top of the standings. Let's go to the next because the second the second place teams are kind of interesting. Yeah. Let's let's start with Dallas. Real or fake? Dallas at six and one and just a half game behind uh the Nuggets. Their start is real. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, their only loss is to Denver. Like, so they're you're not gonna put them above Denver, certainly, or anything like that. But like watching them play, they look pretty good. They've done this without Kyrie Irving a little bit too. You know, the big need they had was at that center position in Derek Lively the second their first round pick who they basically tanked last year and received a huge fine for has done a really good job yeah. like he's outperforming what he's done at Duke and that was maybe really the missing piece for them you have Kyrie Irving on his best behavior that seems to be a little bit important too Luka Doncic is playing at an MVP level you know I don't know if they're going to be the two seed but they are playing like a top four seed in the Western Conference to me that if you're kind of looking at them over the course of the schedule you're like okay I can see this team actually being good right. as everything's starting to click right like they don't turn the ball over too much they force a ton of turnovers they're a, you know the one area you can really hurt them is rebounding they're not great on the offensive boards they don't do a tremendous job on the defensive glass but everywhere else like they're pretty good they're ripping threes they're making threes which is also important you know all of those things are kind of conducive to the nba in 2023 so i'm kind of saying they're a real team just not like two seed good uh, i'm gonna say it's fake jake i, I wonder why i wonder who you're gonna put this one on here um no <laughs> no i'm not putting it on any particular player this is not my Kyrie Irving slander is being pocketed. Uh, I'm going to save my other uh, slander for later in the third segment. That one is coming. Uh, but the Kyrie escapes. It's the schedule for me right now. And I'm not saying that Dallas, I, I'm saying fake because I'm picking one of the two. I'm not saying it's like they're they're They actually suck. It's that they're not actually a six and one team. I think we're kind of saying the same thing, but you know, they beat San Antonio. Their first, this is their schedule so far. San Antonio, Brooklyn, Memphis, Chicago, Denver, Charlotte, Orlando. The one really honestly good team that they played, they lost to uh, Denver uh, and in Denver. They beat San Antonio. They beat, uh, and that was a close game. Brooklyn, Brooklyn's okay. Memphis is a, a garbage fire. Chicago is a garbage fire. Charlotte, that was a tough, tough game. Charlotte's up and down, but uh, not great. Orlando is promising. I like Orlando, but they're kind of a middle of the road team. So these are all teams that Dallas should be. If, if we're looking, even with Dallas's kind of issues, if we were going to go to start the season and say, Dallas is going to start six and one, I could look at that schedule and be like, yeah, this is exactly kind of how I think it would go. They have, they could play, they could play Toronto next. That should be a win. They get the Clippers, New Orleans twice in your backyard. That could be three losses in a row. They, they'll probably beat Washington and they could lose to Milwaukee. So that would be four out of five games. So I can see a four out of five game kind of skid, which means they would go to seven and seven and five. Is that right? Uh, six and or, or eight and five, whatever it is. I think that they'll fall down. So 
I'm not ready to crown them as real. I'm saying they're fake. Um, if they can get through that stretch and beat New Orleans and beat the Clippers or beat, you know, if they can beat, if they can win two or three of those games, then it's a different story. But right now I'm, I'm withholding. So I'm saying fake for now. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers are second in the East five and one. They are, uh, sporting a plus 13.2 point differential. They've won five in a row. Jake, the Philadelphia 76ers real or fake at number two. Yeah, I'm saying real. I actually really like this team right now. And it's, it really hinges on Tyrese Maxey and him kind of becoming a star player. You know, he's, he's looking like an all-star right now. He's playing awesome. He attacks the basket, gets to the line and also rips a ton of threes and is shooting 44% this season. Like he's seven, he's averaging 25 and a half, seven, over seven assists, four and a half rebounds and over three made threes per game. Like this dude is playing fantastic basketball right now. And they're just kind of unleashing him. And it just works better with Joel Embiid and the rest of this roster than James Harden's, you know, kind of plotting isolation style does. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of ridding yourself of this thing that I don't want to say was holding them back in Harden, but just allows the next guy to really step forward. You know, they do, they, they're the best offense in the league. They have a top 10 defense as well. You've got Embiid down in the paint. You also have Tobias Harris, who's having like a, not a career year, but the best year he's had in a little while here. And then they still have like assets to maybe make a move for someone else significant maybe not someone on a james harden level so this is me saying real expecting a move from daryl morey to come before the trade deadline you bring in another significant piece i think that's something that really is going to elevate this team their offense is like room to get scarier i think they don't take a ton of threes they're one of the better three-point shooting teams out there mainly because of maxi you add another like significant shooter onto this roster I think they could be something like fairly special. I don't know if the defense is going to be this good all year long, but the offense seems like it could keep up. Yeah. I mean, again, schedule wise, Toronto, Portland, Toronto, again, Phoenix, Washington, not exactly a murderer's row. And they lost to Milwaukee uh, on opening night. Uh, but I, I'm leaning towards real here just because of the the, the players and, and what I see from Maxi and what I see from Embiid. And I, I do like the fits um, there. I think nurse is a good, kind of kind of good for them i think he's good for tobias harris i think he's he's kind of pushing the right buttons and, and it's working right now in philly that's that's most importantly you're getting the buy-in from Embiid, and you're you're kind of the one fear everybody had was after the harden stuff what's going to happen with Embiid? well you're five and one and you're right there at the top of the standings uh right behind you know tied with boston Everybody's talking about Boston. Like, there's a lot of talk about Boston, and Philly's like, "Hello, we're right here too." And like, that, I think that that's worthwhile. So, and and they're doing it with with some oomph in their in their game. Like I said, plus thirteen point two point differential. So, uh, I'm saying they're real. The Bucks and Suns are struggling, and those are two teams that were expected to be contenders. Obviously, after six games, seven games. What are we thinking there, real or fake? We'll talk about that next. First, today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy, made fun because they have uh, no. It's it's you against their projections. They set the the projections. You pick more or less. You pick two to six players. If you hit on all six, you can win up to twenty five times your money. So you bet ten. 
Uh, you can get 25 times that 25 times 10 to 250 bucks. Oh my God. Uh, and now you can pick combo projections across basketball and football in their specials league. So you want to pay attention to both sports. You want to have some fun with it. Check out the LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey, uh, a combo of, uh, 10.5, uh, plus, uh, you know, uh, three point percentage, uh, three pointers made and receptions. If they more than that, less than that, if you pick the right one, you win, you can, even get a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play. Even if one of your players gets hurt in these football or basketball games, if you've got a player who leaves the game in the first half and doesn't come back in the second, the player is rebooted. And Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So you got all the talking points right there, all of the big things that make uh, Prize Picks better than any other daily fantasy game. So check it out. Go to Prize Picks dot com slash locked on NBA prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA use the code locked on NBA you get a first deposit match of up to one hundred dollars it's worth it locked on NBA the promo code at prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to five hundred dollars thank you for making locked on NBA your first listen every day Make sure you're uh, subscribed here. Subscribe to all of these podcasts that we're talking about. Uh, we talked about the Mavs, Locked On Mavs, Locked On uh, Sixers. Every every team that we talk about has a podcast. So make sure if you want to catch up on some of the stuff that we're talking about, they're covering it there too. So go check that out. All right, Jake. What's uh, what's the prize picks projection for drinks Nick Angstad, host of Locked On Mavs, is going to have with me on Saturday, because he's coming to visit me in New Orleans. Ooh, uh, more Ooh. or less than yes. I'm going to say uh, eight point five. Eight point five. Eight point five. Yeah. Well, what's your day going to be like? You're you're going to an event in the morning, and yeah, then we're going to have something in the night? morning. Then we're going to have like dinner. We're going to go out. I'm I'm okay. hopeful he'll be able to make it to the game on Sunday for Pelicans Mavs that you were talking about earlier. Eighteen point five. There you go. <laughs> That's more Sounds like right. it. We'll see if he hosts hosting the show here <laughs> next week on Thursday. Uh, he's going to need a sub. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's, let's get to the next set here. The Milwaukee Bucks come out at four and two. Only a game behind Boston. It's early. We're not talking. We shouldn't even be talking about games behind. But they're at a negative point differential. They're one of the worst defensive teams in the league. They spent some time there at the absolute bottom defensively. Real or fake, Jake, Milwaukee is going to be a bad defensive team all year and sit there somewhere, not fighting for the top, but fighting for a middle seed. Yeah, I think that's real. Like, I don't buy this defense at all. I think this is, you, you lost Drew Holiday and you replaced him with Damian Lillard. And I get that, like, Dame's a better player, but Drew Holiday is one of the best d defenders in the league. He's maybe arguably the best point of attack guard defender there is out there. He can defend bigs too and everything. Losing him, like, I get you've got to make that move because it appeases 
Giannis and all of that. But losing Drew Holiday, I think, is just something that really is going to end up hurting them with everything. And so without him in there, you see the defense is really struggling, right? You know, Chris Middleton isn't what he once was. He misses a ton of time. You know, you still have Brooke Lopez anchoring that defense down low, but he's on the older side of things. Is he going to be able to keep up what he's been doing for these past couple of years? Or is this just kind of everything catching up to this team all at once? And it really feels like it might be, and it might show you how integral Drew Holiday had been to their success for the past couple of years like they're gonna be okay they're not gonna be out of the playoffs or anything like that Giannis is still Giannis but man it's right now at least it's looking like losing Drew Holiday is pretty rough on them yeah I'm also gonna say that losing Mike Budenholzer is pretty rough on them that and and they don't that's do a great that point deal. they don't do that 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 move without Giannis's blessing so I'm not I don't know if that was just the natural ending point of of that relationship but um he if if this was happening under bud i'd be like no this is fake this is absolutely fake i agree with that and i i want to say it's fake because it's milwaukee and Giannis, and Giannis and dame will figure it out i I'm, i can't say it's real because there's just too much talent there for me to say they're just going to be a third or fourth seed and whatever. Now they might still be a third or fourth seed. um, If everything improves just because they're going to take by their time, they're not going to care about what game seven on the road. Like no one cares in, in that scenario, but I can't, I can't, I can't come out and just say, Oh, it's fake. And, it may not be fully real either, but without Budenholzer and familiarity to lean on, and by bringing in a rookie head coach, okay, he's he's a guy who's bounced around. He's seen the NBA a lot. He, it's different being in that seat. But you know, Adrian Griffin, he, I, I, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I think he could be pretty good. But losing Terry Stotts before, like that was weird. That was weird. That was weird. And just a rookie head coach with a team that's like going for it is like a little nerve wracking. Like that's a lot of pressure, right? Like look, even at at the Celtics last year with Joe Missoula, right? There was a lot of heat put on him and a lot of like growing on the job. And, you know, could that have held them back a little bit here and there at times? And does that make a difference? Right. And it probably does in this situation. Sure. That definitely does. Um, But he, he got to put his staff together. uh, Adrian Griffin did. And he knew going in, he gets to sit down with his players and yeah, we'll see Middleton that that situation is, is huge. And they, they need to figure out like, what are you going to get from um, some of these bench guys uh, that, that, that might be kind of past their expiration date. Like there's, there's no doubt that they have things to figure out, but I, I, I can't get past like Terry Stotts was there for a reason and for him to go so suddenly just set, kind of like raised the flag to me that I, I didn't like. So it it's I'm I'm not saying flat out it's fake, but I, I am I am a little worried about them. Uh the Phoenix Suns at three and four are, you know, at this point <laughs> the ninth seed. Uh okay, they're three and four. But the West is so good that 
starting three and four puts you like being three and a half games back, even in November, you're like, oh, that's three and a half games. You got to make up on teams at the top that you're like, I'm not so sure that those teams are going to give up a, a, a lead. You know, th- this is just whoever gets their, you know, stakes, their claim is going to hold on to it. But are you worried at all about the Phoenix suns? Is there, is there, are their struggles real or fake? You know, I don't know yet. I can't actually give you an answer on this one. I'm going to cheat. We've done a bunch of real fakes. I get one cheat. This is where I'm going to do it. Devin Booker's played two games. You know, Bradley Beal hasn't played any games, right? Like this is, this is an incomplete. I could see them struggling. I'll see, I'll believe they'll struggle if these guys don't play. The fact that there's seven games in and Bradley Beal hasn't played one game, I would say is kind of concerning if you're them, given what you moved to try and go get him. And this was kind of the focal point of the off season. You know, how much can you truly rely on a guy like Grayson Allen, right? Eric Gordon is aging. How much can you rely on him? They added a lot of like really nice complimentary pieces pieces, right? Uh, Wananabe, I think is one. I like the Drew Eubank signing, but like those are guys that don't move the needle for you if your star players aren't playing and they're not. You know, yeah. there's been injury concerns around Kevin Durant, you know, same with Devin Booker, same with Beal. Like, are they going to get them all on the court and are they going to be able to get them on the court enough to have enough team chemistry? I buy Frank Vogel as the right coach for this team as a guy who can kind of get the most out of, you know, a, an experienced roster after seeing his work with Los Angeles. But those dudes don't play. There's not enough depth there for it to truly matter. I think that's where I'm not sure. Like, I, it just kind of comes down to what are you going to get out of your star players? If they're all there, they should be fine. You know, you might not be the one seed anymore because they're not going to get all these guys back like tomorrow necessarily. And Beal's going to take a little bit to ramp up too, even if he is listed, I think it's questionable. So it's going to take a minute for them all to kind of get on the same page. They'll lose some games. And at that point, are you looking at like the fourth seed as your ceiling as opposed to the one or the two? And that's going to matter when it comes to the postseason. Yeah, like we, we did our preview uh, before the season and like we were kind of joking around like I don't think the Suns care about seeding either so they they right. may not care about this um, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of repeat what Tim Bontemps has been saying on the the Hoop Collective podcast uh, because I think he's spot on everybody's saying like well you got to see what they're like all together um, but the, the the biggest concern about the Suns is that these guys don't have the the health to ever play together like it's already a problem. Yep. We talked earlier about Boston and you know Kristaps Porzingis and, and you know some of the health concerns, but but at least in Boston they're healthy, right? The, Derek White, yeah. a couple of games because he had a baby. That's it. So uh, Phoenix is already dealing with injuries already. So why should we ever expect them to play together? Why should we ever expect that big run? We shouldn't. I don't think we should. I think this is a concern. And they could fix it. Like they could come in and be, you know, last year's Warriors in a way where they come in and they just grab that seventh seed and it doesn't matter. They're going to, they are fully capable of making a run. But it's, it's about, you've got to build the habits. You've got to build. Yeah, but we also said that about the Clippers too, right? Like, oh, cool. They'll get into the postseason and then they'll, they'll get everyone there. And then look, you miss a guy for a game or two and all of a sudden the series doesn't shake out the way that you want it to go. And like, good luck. Which is why I'm also out on the Clippers. So we know last week for sure we remember that. <laughs> All right, let's get to the players. The players, there are some interesting individual performances. Julius Randle, Trey Young. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell everyone after 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 the break here how excited you are about Trey Young. 
<laughs> That's next. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. You've been wondering, hey, should I, should I join FanDuel? Now's the time because new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. $5. If you win, you get $150 in bonus bets to put on whatever you want. You can bet the spreads. You can bet player props. You can bet over-unders. Tons of stuff. You can build parlays. You know, there's plenty of stuff that you can do on that FanDuel app, which is very good. Uh, everything that you want there. Very easy. If you're just interested in just the information of who's favored and different kind of player uh, props, the movement on those, so you can kind of see where the betting lines uh, are, are thinking players are going to go. We're talking about all this real or fake. The betting lines are a great indicator of what people feel is real and what people think is fake. So go check it out. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get this NBA season going. If you're an NFL fan, go ahead. Kick off this NFL season. It's an official partner of the NFL. Just ask you, take advantage of the tools that they have at FanDuel. They have all the tools to set yourself up, set your limits, and please gamble responsibly. All right, Jake, we're uh, let's wrap this up. Trey Young talk all the time because you love him. And as we were planning this show out in text messages throughout the day, John's like, we are talking about Trey Young in the third segment. We are talking about Trey Young in the third segment. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want to talk about Trey Young in the third segment, John? <laughs> well, Trey Young is uh, struggling a little bit from the field, uh, we'll say. Now he's averaging just about 22 points. It's less than he's averaged since his rookie year. Uh, he's shooting 33.6% from the field, 27.3% from three. So I'll ask myself the question, John, real or fake? Trey Young's shooting is a problem. Well, John, that's real because Trey Young's not a good shooter. I'll ask you this, Jake. <laughs> How many times this is we're now in his sixth season? So in five full seasons. How many times has Trey Young reached league average in effective field goal percentage? Effective Probably field goal one. percentage being a, weighted to adjust for three-pointers. Yeah, I'm assuming one time. It's one Twice. time. Yeah. Once. Once in 21-22 when his effective mm -hmm. field goal percentage was 53.6%. Jake, how many times has his three-point percentage hit league average or better in five seasons? Twice? Are you looking at his stat stat page? It's no, twice. no, no. I know, I know, I know it. I know it. He had one good year. It's both of his All Star years. I think he's it's both he's, of his All Star years. Yeah. In in the first All Star year at thirty six percent is just a tick above league average, and mm -hmm. he had one shooting year which will qualify as good thirty eight point two percent from three, and that effective field goal percentage of fifty three point six, which was uh like a one percent higher. He has. A, a history, a five-year history of not being a good shooter. He is a dangerous shooter. He, if is unguarded, and this is, you know, almost as good, but he, if you're going to be the star player who's leading your team to a championship, which Trey Young is supposed to be, you're not supposed to be a dangerous shooter. You're supposed to be a good shooter. If you're the dangerous shooter is the guy that you have to guard, the number two or the number three 
player that's like, hey, at least you got to guard him and he occupies space and he can hold the corner if you space the floor. But he is not a good shooter. So, no, he's not a good shooter. He's not a good shooter. He's shooting under 30% from three this season. But he is a dangerous player that you need to account for, partially because of the volume of attempts that he takes. And I think sometimes that can make up for it a little bit. He's taking over six three-pointers per game. He's willing to shoot if he's open. A lot of guys that aren't good shooters aren't willing to do it. The fact that he's willing to like let it rip, especially from super deep, means you do need to put someone out there, which does help your team. That's to your point of dangerous shooter not good shooter the other thing is he gets to the line he's getting he over eight free throws made per game that's why his number like for a dude who's shooting 20 something percent from three this season 27.3 percent averaging 20 22 points on 17 and a half shot attempts per game is actually like pretty good efficiency when you would imagine that that would be way worse with some of the shooting percentages because he can get to the line and grift a little bit to get to the line yeah. too. So, but that's the, not coming in the playoffs. I'm sorry to interrupt, but the no, problem that's is right. that's a regular season skill that doesn't happen in the playoffs. No, I'm with you. I still don't think he's as like the worst player in the league here. And I know you don't think that, you know, I I'm higher on him than you are, but I get your argument for why I think the volume from three and his reputation as a three point shooter, even if it's undeserved, he has court gravity that opens thing up things up. That's why you're seeing, um, uh, Deontay Murray playing so well. Some of these other guys playing so well too. They have a winning record. He's not going to be leading him to a title, but he's good enough to get them a little bit further in the playoffs. You know, he's that one season where they made the run to the conference finals, I think it was right. And then looked somewhat competitive in there was so fluky. They caught the yeah. Knicks at the right time. They caught an injured, I forget what team they played next in that one. And it was like, Oh, look at them. They should be, they weren't that good that season. And they just went further than they did because they just had the right path in the playoffs to it. That really kind of, I think elevated everyone's opinion about this team that probably shouldn't be that high. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And I've already talked about how I hated their attitudes the year after that, and that that completely turned yeah, me off. We talked about the them. What was it? The conference finals. Yeah, hold on. I want to look at that team here. But they, Trey, look, go ahead. Trey, Trey is a tremendous passer, right? He's he leads. He's he's at ten point four assists. He's not your number one. He's not the number one player, but he thinks he is, and he carries himself that way. Uh, and I appreciate the confidence, but. He is not a number one. He's a number three. You need you need somebody else. A number need, three? Yeah. Not the yeah. second best player on a championship team? No. I don't even know if he's the second best player on the championship. Maybe. 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 Depends on how good that first player is. Depends on how okay. good that first player is. But, yeah, he's got gravity, right? So he can hold. He can kind of hold a defender. But I'm I'm still not, like, going. I'm not scared of trade. He's going to win. He, he might win a game. But, like, he's not going to win a series. He's just not going to. Um, he's, he's the worst defender on the floor every single night. Uh, he shoots from, you know, 30 feet, 35 feet where he shoots terribly. We, the, we see the highlights when he does hit them because he'll hit them every once in a while. Cause his percentage is not zero, but he's just the, the audacity of his offense doesn't match the ability. And that's, that's the problem. And that's going to be Atlanta's overall problem. Moving forward, if they continue to have him as their number one, they're not going to win. You need a star level above him, and he needs to accept that. 
uh, or else he's just going to be, he, he's going to, he's going to bring a team to like the seventh seed, sixth seed, maybe. And they're, they're going to, they're going to falter. That's it. All right. Well, do you have one more thing or do we want to move on to the next? Let's guy? move on. That was a lot on Trey Young. That was a lot on Trey Young. <laughs> I always have a lot to say. Yeah. You uh, need to get that off your chest. <laughs> Julius Randall is um, struggling a bit for New York. Uh, let's real or fake. Let's just kind of power through this real or fake. Would you concerned about Julius Randall? You yeah, just, minorly. It's, it's not a contract year for him. So I don't expect him to have as good of a season as those like two contract ooh. years in New York where he just like <laughs> lights it up and then gets paid. And he's like, all right, whatever, whatever, whatever. Oh, by the way, third team, all NBA again. And <laughs> comes out there. He's shooting poorly from three. You know, they, he does this like every other year. He's not a particularly amazing three point shooter either. His points per game spikes when he shoots well from three. This is not one of those years. The Knicks as a whole are struggling to shoot from three this, uh, you know, and just shoot in general this year. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I buy the struggles here. See me next year, and he's going to have an amazing year because it's technically going to be a contract year for him. I think that I think you're 100 right, and I think he ends up getting traded because of it. Oh, oh that's Ooh, a big yes. one. A big one right there. I've now traded Julius Randle and Carl Anthony Towns in this podcast. Uh, quickly, we saw Anthony Edwards uh, beat the Celtics. Real or fake? He is taking the leap, full on leap this season. Yeah, I think it's real. Like, I think it's real. We did a show over this over the summer. Could he carry the form from Team USA over? I'm yeah. like, I don't know about that. And then hearing this dude's confidence, <laughs> like, yes, I'm on board. That quote from the win over the Celtics where he's playing with five fouls for something like 14 minutes in the game. It yeah. was playing incredibly aggressive on both offense and defense. And they're like, you didn't want to dial it back. You don't want to risk not fouling out. And he just straight up goes like, no, they, I'm assuming they, the NBA don't yeah. want to see me Correct. fouled out of the game. Right. Yeah. They can't have this. Cause I'm instant ratings. Give me all of that insane confidence from a dude that we know can go out and score 50. Like, yeah, I am all on board with irra I don't even think it's irrational confidence, no, actually. It's like, I think it's, it's like, yeah, exactly like he's the best player on that team with Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert, and he knows it. And I kind of like that. Like this dude is a bucket, man. Like I, I dig it. He's averaging over 28 points per game. He's shooting 47% from three on over on yeah. six attempts per. Like, yeah, I'm buying all of the Anthony Edwards stock here. You should be. You should be. He's he's legit good. Um, we're running up against the t the clock, so I'm gonna just agree with you. But I'm gonna add this: he is 100% fouling out of the next game. That <laughs> there's no chance in hell that the league is gonna sit there and be like, "Oh, we didn't want you to foul out." Okay, okay. Let's just see about that. 100%. He is fouling out of the next game. I don't even know who they're playing. Go, next. To, go to FanDuel right I'm now, everybody. FanDuel right now. Are there odds on Anthony Edwards fouling out of the next game? Because I'm telling you, he might do it in the third quarter. Actually, I would I would love this. They play the Pelicans tonight, Wednesday night. So, yes, oh, foul yes. out in the third quarter, Anthony Edwards. Love oh, the prediction here, John. I'm going to have like that game on like my second screen as I'm watching Celtics Sixers for Wednesday night. Tons of great games that will all be covered here on the Lockdown NBA podcast tomorrow by uh, who's Nick Angstead and Pat the Designer. On Wednesdays, it's us. I'm John Corrales, host of the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Find me on Twitter at John underscore Corrales. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Lockdown Pelicans podcast on Twitter at Nola Jake. Go ahead and share the podcast now. We love the fact that you're here. We love the fact that you're a regular listener. Spread the word. Tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown NBA podcast 
right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.